Welcome to another episode of Let's Connect. This is Keith McPherson here, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for this next episode of the podcast. Today on the podcast, joining me is a really, really dear friend of mine, Giovanna Manena, who is a business owner, entrepreneur, incredibly awesome at making your eyebrows look amazing. And uh, somehow, amidst all of the busyness of her business, she finds this way to keep balanced and really centered, and it just totally intrigues me. So uh, before we get to the interview with her, I'd like to just do a shout out today to all those people that are um, running their own businesses, those people that, and this is, might be you listening, those people that have walked away from their day jobs and have gone, no, I want to do something on my own creatively that's not the nine to five. It looks really appealing on the outside, but let's face it, this can be a really challenging thing because although it may not seem like a lot of work, it tends to be a 24-hour day, a job, if you let it be. And uh, I know speaking with Giovanna outside of this program, that, that can be really the case for her and myself. I can't tell you how often I find myself up late at night answering emails or just getting new business ideas, and it's impossible to sleep because I'm just buzzing with this creativity. And it just is so important to maintain balance. And how do we do that? So Giovanna and I had a really good discussion today about that and about her business and her career and just a lot of great advice in this episode. So I'm so glad that you're joining me here and I hope you find it very inspiring. Before we get to the conversation with uh, Giovanna, I also wanted to just let you know that October is now, I'm declaring it officially, Love On Month. Um, if you haven't been to any of my talks or read my book or whatnot, and you're just getting to know me, um, one thing that's really important to me is this idea of love on. Now you're wondering, what does this exactly mean? I first discovered this practice of love on when I was uh, on a phone call with my good friend Dave Jaworski, who, man, I'd love to have him on this podcast at some point too. Dave is one of the most positive, creative, innovative guys I know. I mean, he works for Microsoft. He was at Microsoft in the early days. Um, I, I think I heard rumors that he sat on the team that helped develop Microsoft Office. But besides all that brainiac computer genius that he is, he's one of the most positive guys I know. I'm pretty convinced his blood type is B positive. I know that was kind of a dad joke and I'm not a dad, but I, I have to say he's a very positive guy. And uh, so I was on the phone with Dave and I said, Dave, what are you up to this weekend? And he said, oh, we're going to love on my uncle. I said, you're going to do what? He said, we're going to love on my uncle. I said, you better explain what that means. And he went on to explain that in his family, they have this tradition where uh, at times they get together and they literally love on the people in their family. They cook them a meal if it's their birthday or they've done something great. They um, share compliments. Sometimes they get them gifts. They just make each other feel very, very special. And I got off the phone with Dave and I was just buzzing with positive energy after that call. And I was like, I'm going to start implementing this idea of love on into my own life. So um, every so often, I'll just randomly think of somebody and send them a love on love note and put it in the mail, old school snail mail, you know. And other times, I'll randomly call up a friend and just say, hey, I was thinking of you and I wanted to just give you a big hug over the phone. And if I can do it in person, that's even better. So um, this month, October... Uh, it's Canadian Thanksgiving this month, and I love to celebrate people and find gratitude. Gratitude is one of the most important ways to uh, live a mindfulness practice. When we move into a state of gratitude, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but when you go into that state of gratitude, it's like 
you no longer all the problems that have been bugging you and all those places where you've been like worrying and it, they just kind of fade away. You you move into this state of giving. And um, I know I was speaking about money a couple of podcasts ago about giving and receiving. This is all about the giving. Love on each other. So um, there's a little inspiration for you to start out this podcast today. And I'm going to send some love out today to uh, Giovanna Manena, who's going to join us here. Um, you're going to hear me most likely refer to her as G, I, I believe, on this chat with her. That's her nickname, G. Um, after the podcast, you've got to go check out Browse by G. It's an incredible company. They just also launched a line of products that you can order online. Um, there's that little shameless promotion for you, G. And she's just a, such an inspiring woman. She has so much wisdom to share about how to run a business on your own, how to faithfully take leaps out of your comfort zone. And at the same time, how to find balance. And uh, I know for her, she's going to probably speak about this nature, how important it is to stay connected to nature. So without further ado, I really hope you enjoy this as much as I will. Um, let's have a conversation with Giovanna Manena. All right, we're in for a really, really awesome podcast today. I have one of my dear friends, an amazing mentor as well, an inspiration. Uh, Giovanna Manena is here, and I'm so excited for you to meet her. She's, we're sitting here in her place in downtown Winnipeg, and it feels like we would be maybe even like, a, it almost feels like being in New York City as I look out and there's buildings all around us. And anyways, G, thank you for being here on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. This is a beautiful space here where you thank live. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So for those people listening that don't know much about you, um, oh man, I'm so excited for them to know all this about you. I know that, tell us a little bit about what you do. So currently I am an entrepreneur. I own a company called Brows by G and we are all things eyebrows. I am also a coach, um, both in business and in life coaching. Um, I've done public speaking events for women entrepreneurs and uh, just a creative all around. I just love to create. So that's a pretty big list of things that you do. You have a lot going on. When you think of that list, what gets you the most excited these days? All of it. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> um, I just like to be busy. So I'm somebody who takes on a lot. And uh, currently, I'm excited about growing my business, both personal um, on the personal side and both with the corporate side, too. Yeah. Many people that I know in the circle that you're involved in look to you as a business mentor, someone that's been really successful in the business world, especially with Browse by G. And when I think about it, I'm just, I'm curious from you, like, what is it about um, business that gets you so excited? I think the excitement stems from being able to see something grow and seeing how what you've put into something comes out on the other end and how you can test the market and how you can test different concepts and seeing how people accept it. And it's really neat because as an entrepreneur, you get to test so many different things and create whatever you want and put it out there and see what takes and what doesn't. And the nice thing about it is that you don't have to be perfect at it. It's just about being able to test things really quickly and knowing how to pivot and change things and continue to grow with it. The ebb and flow. Sounds like an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> what are you testing these days? So these days, uh, currently I'm working on a few different projects. The first one being, um, at Browse by G, we specialize in microblading and micropigmentation. We teach students across Canada the technique. What exactly is that? 
It's a form of semi-permanent and permanent tattooing. So for eyebrows, we create little fine hair strokes under the skin, which mimic real hair. So mm. people who have alopecia or cancer um, or just have no luck with their growing their eyebrows are able to help them out and, and give them a full brow that they can wake up to every day. Mm. Uh, with the tattooing side, the micropigmentation side, there's a lot of different options. We can do eyeliner for women. So especially if people have alopecia and they just want a little extra um, life there and in, in, on the, that waterline and just wake up looking fabulous all the time, we do the eyeliner. We also do areola reconstruction for uh, women who've undergone mastectomies wow. and scar revision. So if anyone has gone through major surgery, we're actually able to match the skin tone so that you don't really see the scar as predominantly. Wow. This sounds like super personal in-depth work with people, Absolutely. like intimate. Mm -hmm. What's that like? It's wonderful. You get to get to know people on a different level, especially doing services that take upwards of two hours. Um, you get to know a lot about their life and who they are and what they're like. And it's nice to form a connection with people who are putting their trust in you. Mm, wow. Yeah. I, I, I can only imagine when you're sitting there with somebody that is going through cancer and trying to make sure that their appearance kind of stays the way they want it to and whatnot. Like there must be a lot of emotion involved in that. So much emotion. And it's actually, I would say being the technician doing it, it's a role, a tough role to take on because you really have to be strong for these people who've been through so much mm -hmm. and hear their stories. And you have to be able to be there with them and empathize and, and try to understand what they've been through because it's incredible that they've literally faced death and so nothing scares them anymore and it's this journey that they've been on that now they've lost a little piece of them but they're slowly trying their best to gain a little bit of themselves back and the second that you start to work towards that and work with them and seeing them look in the mirror especially after let's say i've done an areola reconstruction just that feeling of getting a little piece back, even though they've been through so much in their past, is so incredible. Wow. As mm. you're talking, I hear more than just the process for yeah. you. It almost feels like the connection with the people and the mm -hmm. service part of what you're doing and like playing that role sounds just as important than the business part of the transaction to you. And I think that's why I got into business in the first place, um, just because I love forming connections with people and getting onto into that intimate level with them was really important to me. So um, being able to have them trust me is an honor. Mm. It's just to be able to be in their presence and work with them and be able to create their vision and being able to offer them that, it's such a cool exchange of energy. Wow. Yeah. So um, another question, so we were talking about what you're actually creating right now or what you're developing. So in that world. Is it all in that world right now? That you're yeah. So the other projects are, we're creating brow pencils. So that's specifically for consumers who come in to get their brows waxed and tinted and they need a little bit of fill because they use makeup every day. So that's a little bit easier access for them to help them out on a daily basis. Hmm. And then because we teach across Canada, this technique um, of both micropigmentation and microblading, we're creating um, technician products. So the tools to help them do what they need to do, like pigments and blades and, and needles and things like that. So wow. yeah, there's a lot of projects on the go, but it's really fun because once you've worked with the materials, being able to be a creative and seeing your vision come to life with what you perceive <sighs> is the best working tools for you is really neat. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Did you think you'd be doing this when you were growing up? You know, no, not this specifically. <laughs> and this kind of came into my life when I really let go of what I was supposed to be doing. And so for me, I knew I wanted to teach and I wanted to inspire and I wanted to do something that was unique. And so it was a great fit. Wow. It's amazing the universe brought you into the cosmetic world with those yeah. gifts of wanting to teach and inspire. Yeah. Are you finding like those two things meld? They absolutely meld, um, especially because for a long time, uh, the cosmetic world was my life. I started as a makeup artist and I went to makeup school and it was all about the face and it was all about the look and the feel and the creativeness of being able to mold something into something different or enhance something. Mm -hmm. And that's really was my passion for a long time was to work in movies and, you know, do fashion makeup for magazines. And I got to do all of that. But once I was immersed in that world, I was really challenged with the fact that I wanted to make a difference mm -hmm. and I wasn't able to on a higher level that, that surface level of doing the cosmetics. Um, but I love getting to know my clients and the industry and everything that went with it. So when I started getting into cosmetic tattooing and actually realizing I could impact people's lives on a deeper level, mm -hmm. that's when it really spoke to me. And I was like, yes, this is like the merging of both things. That's amazing. You know, I, I think of cosmetics and that whole world about people wanting to be something different than they are like to wanting to change the way they look um, and all the emotional parts that go into that as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just thinking about me personally and it's a little vulnerable, but um, the other day my wife and my best friend said, you have the hairiest arms in the world and you need to shave them. So I went out and I bought a, one of these, I didn't even know they existed, yeah. razors. Oh, okay. and, and we like started shaving my arm hair, which I've like, I've been known for the longest yeah. arm hair in the world. And it was like such an emotional experience for me because I don't know, I'd never thought like I need to be anything different than that. Yeah. So I shaved them and then all of a sudden now I'm way more aware of my arms. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I should probably do my chest and my, yeah. my legs. And there was something really odd about that. Like I, there was like this part of me that was kind of like, well, no, like that's not how it's supposed to be. Like, why, why do I have to do this? And another part of me that was like, Oh, I kind of liked actually see some of the muscle yes. in my body. What's your take on all of this? That, where does your mind go when you think about this, this whole controversy about natural versus trying to be something else? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to navigate because just like you were saying, once you start one thing, it's like a domino effect and you want to keep going and getting more and doing more. Right. And I think that, um, sometimes, especially as women, and I'm sure men go through this too, uh, we think that we have to fit a certain mold and we think that we have to be a certain person, um, that we idolize or that we look up to, or that we think we need to be. Uh -huh. And sometimes it takes away from who we actually are. So a lot of the times I think it's really important to self care and I think it's important to make yourself feel good and to feel beautiful and to honor your body and to honor the person that you are, but not let it be the center of attention and not let it overcome you. Hmm. So the, I really find the people that are coming to see me and my company specifically, they're not looking for a drastic change. They're looking for something that's really natural, something that's really easy, accessible for them. Um, 
that they can just wake up and go and still feel like themselves. They don't have to feel like they have to put their eyebrows on every day. Mm. And it's like a chore that they wish they didn't have to do, but it's not something that they're going out and completely changing the look of their face or thinking that it's going to solve some sort of problem in their life. Wow. Cause that's not what it's meant for. So the clients that walk into your space have already made that decision yeah. or do you think that there are clients that come in and they're dealing with like the self-esteem and needing to upgrade it like oh yeah we definitely have over like all walks of people coming in okay. for different reasons yeah but I think the feel of what the company brings to the table and what I'm very passionate about is having people realize and understand that they are beautiful, mm-hmm. that what they have is enough and they don't need to be perfect because their imperfections make them beautiful. So for instance, there's like uh. a saying that no two eyebrows are the same. They're, they're sisters or cousins. They're not twins. Uh. So the same thing goes with who we are as people. Like we're not meant to be perfect. We're not meant to fit and match a certain mold. We're meant to be a little bit different. So when we just do things that make us feel good and if it brings us joy and it brings us confidence and it brings us inner peace, then I think people are doing it for the right reasons. But if they're doing it for, you know, the wrong reasons or attention or to get likes on Instagram, I I think that's not the the intention to live by personally. How how do you invoke that? Like, how do you invoke this feeling of you're already beautiful uh, in this world that you're working in? I think it comes down to how you make them feel. Mm. I think it's about listening to the person that they are, where they come from, who they are, what they do, what drives them. And it becomes about how do we integrate how you want your brows to turn out or just your service in general to turn out. And how does that integrate into your life and how does it make it better? Mm. Because if it's just about thinking that you need to do this because somebody told you to or you feel like you need it to be beautiful and that it's going to change your life and it's going to change everything for you. We actually don't do the service for those types of people. Really? Absolutely. Like you would actually turn them away? We actually turn them away because it's not the right intention and we don't actually feel like they're ready for it. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty extreme on the side of you feel beautiful. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm also really curious. I mean, the the cosmetic world has a reputation of being full of vanity and I mean, we've talked about this mm-hmm. before and like an ego and mm-hmm. comparing and whatnot, but I get the sense when I walk into your space in this, in this market or this business, it's like, it, there's just a different feel. Um, yeah. how do you create that culture in your business? It's just amazing. As a it's, ladybug shows up on the oh, table here, by the way, <laughs> if there's any meaning to that. It's, well, there, we'll have to look it up after the symbolism of a ladybug. We'll have to, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think with that, it's actually intentionally knowing what you want to create. It's about bringing in the right people into your space Mm -hmm. who work for you, who promote your brand, who, you know, give the services and that they have the same energy and they're on the same path as you of what you want to bring into this world. And their intention is right behind it too. Mm. Um, I think it's about being true to what you want to help people with. I think when you start a business, it shouldn't be about money. And if it's solely about money, then it's not going to work out because you're driven by the wrong things. But if you have something to share with the world and you're passionate about it and you want to make the world a better place and you're so excited about bringing that to somebody or something or even, you know, anything that, you know, comes into that world, I think it's the right intention behind it 
Man, just hearing you yeah. talk, there's so much heart in what you say. Like it's so heart driven. Yeah. And um, I, I, there's a part of me, I want to hear more about the, the coaching work that you're doing and that you're moving into as well. And what inspired you to get into that aspect of it? And I, I sense there's like a lot of heart connection there because I can times. hear it as you talk. <laughs> but tell me a little bit about the coaching work that you're, you're moving into. Yeah. I definitely, when working with clients and people every day, um, it, you only get so far with two hours with them. But I think if you're able to make an impact in the time that you spend with somebody and you leave them better than when they came in, mm-hmm. I think that you're making a little change in a big way. Wow. So the reason I decided to go into coaching is because I love to help people and I love to make them feel good and lift them up and inspire and help them on their own journey and their own path. Because I think that if people are successful or happy, it's a direct reflection of you and Mm -hmm. the work that you're putting out there when they're around you and they're excited and how they feel about you. So coaching was just something that felt right. And it was intuitively something that I chose. And I think it works well because I have a lot of people who connect with me just based off of being an entrepreneur, being a female entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and all the stuff that female entrepreneurs have to go through to get to the point that I'm at right now and that I still have to get through um, and helping them on their path and their journey because I've worked so hard to get to the point that I'm at today that I want to be able to share that with other people and hopefully make it easier for them or at least help guide them in the right direction. Wow, that's an amazing intention for what you're (laughs) doing on the coaching side of things for sure. Um, I also know a little bit about you besides just this work like there's a real spiritual part to you yeah you bring in a lot of spirit and I I know there's deeper layers that a lot of people don't know about Mm -hmm. I'm just would love to hear a little more about that aspect to to you maybe even starting with um do you have a daily practice or how do you connect what is spirit let's start there what is spirit what does that mean to you because I know that's there in you that's a huge question and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Spirit is something so important to me in everything that I do. It almost drives why I'm here. So I think of spirit as being a higher energy or like the main source of energy that we're all connected to and we're all connected and we're all one. Mm. So I feel like if there's something that I'm doing or putting out into the world, I know that I'm not just affecting myself, I'm affecting everybody else. So for me, my practice is I just, I believe in that karmic energy and, and intention. So whatever you want to create in the world, you basically start it in your mind and it will be created. It's just what you want to put into it. Um, I love meditating. It's something I definitely don't do enough of, but it connects me back instantly with that grounding inner voice that I should be listening to more than what we talk about usually it's what we call the saboteur, which is that little voice in your head that just tells you you're not good enough or tells you that you should be doing something else or makes you feel less than human or less than who you are. So it's a big part of me to always reconnect and it's been a huge part of my journey and the reason why I think people are also connected to me. Yeah. I, I'd love to hear a little more about that. Like the part of you that meditates when you do, when mm-hmm. you have the time to, and taps into this. I, I really love this distinction between you're saying the saboteur part and this inner voice part. Yeah. How do you like, what is that and how do you connect to it? For me, my inner voice is when I'm in alignment with how I want to feel. Mm. So if the feeling I want to create for myself every day is joy and it's peace and it's happiness, I know that inner voice is going to guide me to that spot in that place. But the second that I start listening to 
the saboteur, the side of me that isn't so confident and that thinks that I'm not talented and that I can't do these things and that everyone else is doing them and I shouldn't be the one to do this because I'm, why, why me? Then I lose a lot of my inner voice and my inner power Hmm. and who I am as a person. How do you know when one's speaking and not the other? Like, what's the difference? Oh, you say a, a voice. Like, yeah, is it, it is a voice. Is it actually like words you're hearing in, internally? Or? No, it's a feeling. It's a gut feeling. It's okay. like a whole body intuitive feeling that you just know that you're like, oh, this is that bad path that I don't want to go down. I don't want to feed this energy. I want to go back and feel the things that really mean heart and really mean soul to me. Wow. So when you're saying that, I sense it's like you've got to be so present yeah. to what you're actually feeling in the moment and then pick the one that feels right or feels most peaceful or, re- or most, resonant most resonant in a good way. Yes. Wow. It's almost like a moving meditation, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Like you I'm could get- call it that, definitely. And, but there's a formal version too that you practice when you have time? I, I guess you could say that. I just, I think it's more about... Um, it's in, intuition and it's feeling and it's gut and it's body and it's overall just like acting on that. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. This yeah. must play so much into the work you're doing, like in the business side too. Yes, absolutely. Can you speak to that a bit? Like how does that integrate? I think with anything that I'm doing, whether it's products or rolling out new services or, you know, um, doing a service with a client, if something isn't feeling right or that something isn't going the way it should, that I'm really listening to what I feel is going on in the situation. Uh-huh. So there was actually um, a time recently in in business where I felt like something wasn't right and it was with some employees that I had. And it was really this gut feeling of like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why doesn't, why isn't this driving? Why isn't things that I'm trying working for me? What was the feeling like? It was almost like this butterfly feeling that you were nervous and that you knew something was up and that something was going on behind the scenes and something was really not right about the situation. Hmm. And I just felt it. And I knew that the energies of the people who are working for me versus the energy that I felt in the past were not the same. So something was up and I knew this in my gut and I wish I would have acted on this Hmm. because if I would have acted on this, I think I would have held my power way more than the situation that unfolded. So what, what happened? So I think Dare the I universe ask. takes care of you. And I think it really speaks like it knows what you're feeling. It knows what you're put, putting out into the universe. Yeah. And there just came a point in time where I truly believed that there was employees working for me that no longer fit the mold. Not, not that they had to fit the mold, but they didn't fit the energetic and the path and the vision that I had anymore. And that's okay. Cause I think that everyone's on their own path and, and they have things that they need to do in their own lives. Something wasn't aligned. It wasn't driving. It just yep. was no longer on the same, the same road. Totally. We were taking detours. Right. Yeah. So, um, I basically was away on a, on a vacation and I just knew something was up and it was hard for me to even have fun or do anything because I just had this strong sense that something was going on and so I get the email and they quit like while I was on vacation and so you knew like intuitively intuitively, yes wow and they quit and I was like oh okay that that makes total sense I'm really happy for them I'm really excited for them on their journey but man does it hurt because you're like, oh, if we only just, if I had that conversation or if, if I only did this and your mind starts to wander through all the things that you did wrong. Mm. And so 
I had to realize that it wasn't about that. It was about everyone's meant to be where they're meant to be and everyone's on their own path. And it was a really good eye-opener for me to check myself and check into my intuition and act on it. Because when it's so strong like that or to the point where it's making you physically ill, like you need to act on it. <laughs> yeah. And it, like sometimes I'm sensing as you're saying that, like you get the feeling or you start feeling nauseous or yeah. ill. But sometimes, you know, when that happens, you don't even know what it's about. Mm-hmm. In this case, you were kind of informed shortly after. Shortly after. Like. Yeah. Did you know that's what it was about? Or I did. In you t- did. I did. Like deep down, when you know when you just kind of push it to the side and you're like, no, you're being crazy. Like yeah. everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And you really want to believe everything's fine. But yeah. a part of you, that little like... 10% of you is like, no, I know. I absolutely know. Mm. So that was the hardest thing for me. And I think it was an amazing learning opportunity. And from that point forward, I haven't looked back in terms of recognizing that feeling and speaking on it. How can we get better at speaking on it? Because I think that yeah. tends to get really challenging. Oh, you, it's just you know about it's there. calling it out, seeing it as it is like black and white. Wow. And just putting it out there because you are you could be so shocked on what you get back from the world and how people actually accept it and how much people respect you for it. Well, as you're talking right now, I feel like we're in an age right now in a time in in the world too, where vulnerability, fierce courage, Mm -hmm. um, you might even say like living on the edge, like not to, well, I guess I'm quoting Aerosmith, but living on the edge where you're like, it's almost taking a big leap of faith Mm -hmm. feels more prominent than ever right now. Are you finding that? Absolutely. Yeah. Why is that? I think with social media and opportunities that are here and now, if you don't act on them, you're seeing somebody else do it. So it's almost like a reinforcement of like, oh, I should should have done that. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that anger starts to bubble up and then that resentment starts to bubble up and you start to see people reacting and going inside of themselves and thinking that they're not capable of doing these things. Interesting. So if you're not acting on it, the world is a great reflection of what's happening and what you haven't been able to accomplish. This is reminding me of uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic book. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, where she talks about this, where you're given from spirit or whatever, an idea to execute. Mm-hmm. And if you don't execute it, someone else is going to get word of it and take it. Yeah. And when I hear that, there's part of me that gets really Fearful. anxious inside. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I feel fear right away. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've got to somehow contain this. Mm-hmm. Does that ever come up for you? Absolutely. So how do you deal with that? Oh, I have to learn that it's not my energy and it's not for me to decide what is supposed to be done with the idea or the situation. And I let it, I literally let it go. And I say, if this is meant to be, it'll find its way back or it'll present an opportunity for me to do this. And I know that the universe will take care of me in, in that retrospect, but yeah, it's it's hard because you want to grasp onto it, but they don't. They, they have that saying that if you hold on too tight, like you are basically killing it. Yes. As opposed to if you let it go and it comes back to you, you know, you know it's meant to be. Wow. Mm-hmm. So there's such a balancing act going on here between giving and receiving right yeah. now, like in, especially in our time. I think a lot yeah. of people listening are experiencing this. Let's talk social media. Yeah. You are the first person that shows up almost every time I turn on Instagram. Really? <laughs> Your live feed is like unbelievable. Like oh, you're thank you. always documenting and sourcing and there's all this inspiration that comes out. Um, what's your take on social media these days? I, I find there's like this 
really interesting thing about I love it and I hate it. Mm. I don't know. What, what, what do you think about it? I think I'm right there with you. It's really hard because to be able to have a voice and to be noticed, you have to be where the collective is hanging out. So social media, specifically Instagram, is where everyone innately goes to when they open up their phone. Like, Have you ever noticed that like, you have patterns when you open up your phone of what you do on your phone? Absolutely. So it's for me, it's Instagram. So I'm like, okay, that's where my attention is so focused. Huh. So if I want to get the attention of other people, I have to go where their attention is. Right. So I, I use it for that reason, and especially when it comes to my business and promotion and having people know what I do, it's important that they connect with it. So I use it as a tool to connect with other people and to get them going on what, what I'm doing and what I'm creating in the world. And if people are interested, it's their choice to follow me, which is really neat. So if they don't, re- um, if it doesn't resonate with them, then they can go somewhere else, you right. know? So it, that's really cool. But I think it's also important to have balance because I really find myself getting lost and you can spend hours just scrolling and like mindlessly doing things on there. Absolutely. And it, it actually frustrates me because I'm like, oh, I could have been doing so much more with my life during that hour or two that I spent today just wasting on social media. Mm-hmm. So I think if you use it effectively, it's powerful. But if you just allow it to control you, it's different. So you have to, again, that's that balance of control. Mm-hmm. How are you in control of the time that you're spending there? How are you making a conscious effort to make sure that you are doing it for the right reasons? Mm-hmm. And what you're putting out into the world is going to leave the world a better place than you know when you left it. Wow, I'm I'm really hearing that theme weaving through a lot yeah. of who who you are and mm-hmm. how you live is this place of intention, like mm-hmm. almost like discerning in the moment, like why I'm doing what I do, like mm-hmm. what's the underlying kind of intention reasoning. and reasoning behind it. And we're, I think we're living in a time that's such a fine line between. Um, what's, what's the why is it, is it serving my ego or is Mm -hmm. it serving my spirit? And am I in this for the right reasons or am I in this for the wrong reasons? And it's like, it's, it can be very hard to distinguish those two places, but the, the social media piece, I'm intrigued by it because I feel like it just kind of popped out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's changed the entire world. Like people showing up and becoming YouTube stars and Instagram stars and influencers and influencers and all of this kind of needing to stand out from the crowd and, and rise up and in your, have your voice out there. And at the same time, it's such a conflict because if you don't, and then there's like this kind of fear base, like you're saying of like, Oh, what if I miss out on the opportunity? And Mm -hmm. wow, like what a time we're in right now. Yeah. What kind of advice would you give people that are and especially the next generation coming up too that are just completely saturated. This is how they live. This is what they're being raised into is a world of just complete, well, needing to discern, but maybe not even sure. I think for people, especially the young folks coming up and into social media, um, I think it's important for them to understand who it is that is influencing them, what it is that is influencing them. So like the source of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's very hard to navigate right now. It's going to be really interesting to see how the future generations grow up with this technology and what they use it for. And I think it's done a lot of good, but I've also seen a lot of bad with it. So it's that, what do you want to take from it? Mm-hmm. And I think people have to listen to their own voice and intuition when it comes to 
what's right for them, mm-hmm. what speaks to them. Um, yeah, but I think that it's all about connection and I think people are craving that, but they aren't getting it from social media. So they crave it more and they go on it more. So I think taking time away and actually getting connection, whether that be nature, spirit, human connection, it's so important to get that and at least build it into your life. And I think that because social media is going to be in so many people's faces at once that people are going to want to crave. And then the opposite is going to happen where they're really going to crave disconnecting. They're going to crave shutting off their phones. They're going to crave doing all these things. Mm. So you're going to see a big ebb and flow with that. So I know I, this is my intuitive futuristic guess is that social media is going to come to the forefront. It's going to be like fireworks going off for people. And there's just going to be so much stimulation with it that eventually people are going to be like, I can't, I can't do this. Like I need to break away. And where that breakaway happens, I think a lot of new businesses are going to form out of that. I think coaching is going to be a huge part of it. You know, getting people to talk and have human connection, um, getting them to navigate their own inner voice because right now people are following other people and living vicariously through them. Totally. They're not living in themselves. So coaching and disconnecting and all of these things are becoming so integral in people growing up and in social media and, and getting lost by it that they're searching for something, Yeah, you know, and they search for it on social media. They don't get it there. So they're going to eventually find that you have to go inside. And what is it that we're looking yeah. for inside? I think it's to really know who we are. Like and who are we who, in there? Like, who are we? What, what makes us tick? What? what's our passion? What do we want to give to this world? How are we making an impact? What do we love? What music do we like? Like truly love, like what speaks to us and like taking the time to discover that in ourselves. And not a lot of people do that these days. Why is it so important? You, you're just basically walking around being a zombie otherwise, like to really understand who you are. And that is going to create connection with people. That's when your inspiration comes out is to be solely and truly and wholly you. Wow. Yeah. I'm just thinking about a prayer I say every morning by St. Francis, and he talks about make me a channel of your peace. Yeah. It's like be a channel of that, I think you mentioned it earlier, this greater spirit, this oneness that is beyond this physical realm. Yeah. And to be a channel of that place. Yeah. It's. I'm so intrigued by how we all have gifts in the world, different gifts. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the same. But they come out so authentic. Like there's not one person the same that can express the spirit in the same way. It's so true. Right? Like if you talk to somebody, I was at a wedding last night and I spoke to somebody about their passion and their passion was to do with cars and diesel engines and like just getting so involved in that. And I've never seen this person come to life more than when they spoke about something that they were passionate about. Wow. And it's like, I've spoken to this person like maybe 10 plus times Uh and I never had that reaction because it was all surface level stuff. But then when you dive in deep to the things that people love and the knowledge that they have in these unique, specific individual things, it's incredible. And you learn so much from them and that I can't, I could never know that much stuff about diesel engine fuel, you know? We're, we're kind of all over the map on yeah. this, but I, I, this piece about diving in yeah. deep, I love yeah. Like, I mean, I go to a lot of social events too, and yeah. I'm constantly in this place of like, okay, well, everything tends to be surface at a cocktail party. Yeah. How do you dive in deep? And, oh. and when do you decide to do that? 
What's your thoughts I, on that? Honestly, you can ask my husband about this. Like needing to go to networking events or like weddings or anything like that, it's very difficult for me because I find the conversation to be so surface level. Right. So actually he was challenging me to just be myself and go in deep and start talking to people. And it becomes really fun to dive in deep and go there with people. How do you do it? Just ask them questions about themselves. Like I don't, a lot of people talk about themselves. Like if you go to a party, you're like, this is new with me and this is what I'm doing and look, look here. And a lot of the times people forget that there's another person on the other side of the conversation. Uh. So switching that attention and directing it towards the other person, you take a lot of the stress of needing to tell that person so much about you and giving a lot of yourself to another person right where now you're flipping it around and be like okay like let's let's go into you because i'm really intrigued and interested about you and the more that you allow people to talk about themselves and you learn about them the more i think that they actually like you and appreciate you because they are being heard and they Mm. feel valued so i think that's important i as you're talking to i was just getting this resounding intuitive thing that said be curious yeah like be curious about other people Mm -hmm. so important so important wow Mm -hmm. i love this i just (laughs) want to chat with you all day about Uh. this stuff the um oh there's so many questions to ask and we only have a few more minutes left on this particular episode i'd like to have you on as a regular guest Uh you're so inspiring (laughs) um a couple of i guess deeper questions for you i want to ask um one thing i know for sure is you have this um ability to like there's a telepathy to you that mm. I know about. Um, yeah. It's almost like you have this gift. It freaks just me in knowing out. It. I want to hear a bit more about that. Yeah, it freaks me out. I don't know that I've like completely opened myself up to it yet because it what really it? brings me fear. It's the fact that I can read people like instantly. Like I know what they're thinking. I know how they're feeling. I know what's going on with them. I can sense it instantly. It's just like the second I don't try to, it comes to me even more. Wow. So it's like connecting on a different level. It's almost like I can tune into people's energy or vibration at wherever they're at Yeah. and connect with that and be able to question them on it and like, like creepily sometimes actually know what's going on with them before I've, I've actually never met people before and I have known what's going on with them. That's incredible. Yeah. And like actually <laughs> knowing the details or more just the feeling. I of think it. the overall situation and the feeling Wow. Definitely the feeling. Huh. I just love your intuition. It's amazing <laughs> that way. So what freaks you out about that? I think it's the fact that um, it's been so correct almost all the time. Like I'm always right with it. Hmm. That that sometimes I'm like, okay, hey, can I just be wrong about this for once? Like, can I just like make believe that it's not actually a thing? Because I know that it's a gift and that it's there for a reason. Yeah. And sometimes that if there's a fear surrounding that because I'm like, what if? Because there's so much surrounding that. So tapping into that sometimes, it brings me fear. Because I'm like, I know that this is going to be a big thing for me. But am I ready for it? Am to I able actually to have actually, this gift? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So there's like a bigger um, yeah. vision at play yeah. emerging right now. And it's almost like, not that I would ever say that I'm psychic. That's not, I'm, I can't tell people's futures. I don't know where they come from. But their whole feeling and situations in the present moment, mm-hmm. I can decipher quite well. But there's a part of me that just feels like it's hard for people to believe. And then that whole sense of like, what do people think? And that kind of sets into it. So it's, it's about diving deep and allowing myself to shut that side off of not caring and just 
calling it like I see it. Yeah. That's really yeah. powerful to be yeah. in that space of that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, as you're talking, I think a lot of people have an aspect of that, mm-hmm. but don't trust oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. I think and everyone has it. And what I love about you is that you're really, really seems like you're tuning more and more to that telepathic side and the intuitive side and really mm-hmm. trusting it yeah. in all aspects, yeah. like in business, in your personal life, when you're walking down the street at a cocktail party, yes. it's like you are really tuning into that, that place. Mm-hmm. It's inspiring. Well, thank you. Would you say that's part of why people um, are inspired by you? I'm not sure actually why people are inspired by me. Sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> really? Is this the, the, they, like they'll say it to me and I'm like, oh, yeah. wow, that's, that, that is inspiring in itself. Like the fact that they had the courage to even say that to me. And, and I, don't, I just feel so good when people, you know, recognize me for that. Yeah. But, um, sorry, what was the question? Again? Well, no, actually you answered it and <laughs> yeah. you're not sure why people yeah. find you inspiring. And is that why is because you, you're tapped in on that spiritual level. Yeah. And it, it, can I just say, as you were yeah. saying, as we were talking about it, I just had a moment thinking about one of my mentors, Wayne Dyer, who used to break down the word inspire and it, it, you break that down and you hear in spirit. Oh yeah. And I get the sense that's what we're talking about here. Absolutely. Being in spirit in that. In the alignment with spirit. An intuitive place that's mm-hmm. connected to the oneness. And I, I have no doubt that's why people say, oh, I'm inspired by you because they sense the spirit in you. Like as we're sitting here, I just yeah. sense it oozing out of you in this conversation. It's I amazing. Think, I think I'm a channel. Like I yes. truly, I'm here to serve. And I think that when you work in alignment with the universe, Mm-hmm. amazing and magical things happen. It's pretty incredible. Like when you just put things out into the world and you just allow spirit to work with you yeah. and together and how many amazing things come out of that things that you couldn't even dream of happen when you just surrender and you let you work together because the world isn't conspiring to work against you. It's no. not there to do that. Like you we're not here to like be in constant battle with the world and what it's throwing at us. We're here to learn something. We're here to work in conjunction with the universe. And I think if you do that and you are practicing that every day, you get that connection becomes stronger and stronger. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I was just before this in the bathroom um, and you have a picture in your bathroom that yeah. says dream. All things are possible. Like yeah. the definition of it. And I'm, I'm just thinking about that. Yeah. We're not here to not dream. We're here to dream, dream. and dream big and create yeah. and expand and, I just, as we wrap this up, I'm just curious, what are you dreaming about these days? What's your dream for the future? I have so many dreams. Like there's too many to mention, but I think the one that's super in the forefront of my mind right now is to find a place to live, to work, um, that is, that matches where I want to be in alignment with my soul and with my heart. So for me, it's around nature and trees. And that is such a huge part of my life is being connected to plants and all things, um, trees are a huge part of my life and just the energy that we get from trees. So I want to be surrounded by that. So my dream right now is to live in a forest and uh, be able to invite people to come and heal and, and enjoy good food and enjoy being in a presence that um, lifts them up and that is supportive and loving and to feel all of those things while being connected to nature and connected to spirit. So eventually I want to get there. That's my big dream, but how it's going to happen, I don't know, but I'm letting it, I'm putting it into the universe. That is amazing. (laughs) I so feel that. And even just sitting here in conversation with you, I feel like symbolically I've gone to the forest, although we're sitting here in downtown Winnipeg in the middle of your condo with all this 
concrete plants. buildings <laughs> but it, amongst the plants in the in yeah. the, but it's like it feels like that like you take people to that place mm-hmm. because of you showing up there it's yeah. really a blessing thank you yeah yeah thanks for joining me on this thank you so, so much so for awesome. having me yeah and i guess um, if people want to find out more about your coaching browse mm-hmm. by g um what's coming up next where where will we find you so connect? on the browse by g side is browse by g.com yeah you can also find us at on Instagram at browse by G yep. on my personal side. Um, it's Giovanna and, uh, jo- at Giovanna Manena for Instagram. And that's kind of where I post a lot of my stuff. I have blogs coming up there shortly <sighs> and same thing with on the browse by G side. So it, they're kind of, they're integrated for sure. So I'm, I'm excited to see what blooms out of both. They are just being part of your community. It's just, it's so connected all of it together. So yeah, thank really you. Nice. No, thank, thank you for you. being here. And, uh, hope you come back soon. Oh, I hope so too. Thanks, G. Bye. Well, that concludes another episode of Let's Connect. I hope you're as inspired as I am after listening to Giovanna speak and share her insights about how to run a business and stay in balance. Stay tuned for the next episode and I hope you have a wonderful week, everyone. Remember to go love on each other. <laughs> See you soon. She was a fairy in thigh highs with nine lives. Blood type was tied down. Her eyes lied.